Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the communication director here at Real Life Ministries. And again, I'm with my good friend Jim Putman, who's the lead pastor at Real Life Ministries. Uh, Jim, we're continuing our series on Jude. We're wrapping it up. And uh, Jude is uh, giving us a last warning to contend for our faith by watching out for false teachers. How, how, how do we do that in, in today's culture? Yeah, that's good. Well, if you go to verse 20, he, he makes this transition, actually in verse 17, he tells us, uh, remember the, what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. So he bookends it, he starts out with, in verse 3, contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. Then after talking about the false teachers and the judgment, then he says, remember what the apostles said. And then he says, there'll be scoffers who will come, mockers who will come, and who want you to give in to your mere appetites, your instincts. Then he says, hmm. verse 20, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. This, this phrase here, build yourselves up in your most holy faith, is talking about contending for the faith, mm -hmm. which was once for all entrusted. So he's just, he's, he's hitting that again. Build yourselves up. Now, he's speaking here um, about personally building yourselves up, but he's, he's not just saying that to like a, a me and Jesus sort of thing. He's writing this to Christians, and he's talking about each of you create a culture where you're building each other up in your most holy faith, that all of us are going to struggle with a world where things happen we don't understand, mm -hmm. where some new thing is, is being taught that seems kind of smart and hmm, and that will challenge what we believe. And, and so there are false teachers, the devil, our sinful nature. Faith is, is uh, going to be tested. In fact, if you go further on, he says, be merciful to those who doubt, snatch others from the fire and save them. To others show mercy mixed with fear, uh, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. So that's 22 and 23. You're, the reason he says, you know, help each other who are doubting, be merciful, is because things happen that, that cause doubt. Mm -hmm. And so what do we do? Well, we keep building ourselves up in our most holy faith, um, and we help each other. You know, we, we talked about this not long ago. There's like three levels of maturity. Uh, one, spiritually dead. I'll take care of me. You take care of you. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Mm -hmm. Step two, better than step one is, I'm going to help you, but you don't really get to help me. If I'm mature, I don't really need any help. Mm -hmm. Step three, most mature is, I'm going to help you when you need help, and I'm going to let you help me. Understanding that we live in this world, and it, it, and, and that brings humility, the, the, the knowledge that we need each other uh, to help each other. And, you know, I'm just thinking about guys over the years who have written books, like on evidences. For mm -hmm. me, I struggle sometimes. Um, I'm a little bit different than my wife. My wife sometimes struggles with, you know, okay, I know there's a God, but does he really love me? I struggle with, is there a God? Mm -hmm. I always have. Why, mm -hmm. why do I believe this? These guys that have written books like Josh McDowell and Sean mm -hmm. McDowell and, you know, Lee Strobel and, uh, you know, all these different guys who have, who have laid out the evidence and, and you know the research, that's, that's helping build up my faith. Now, I have to participate and read it, mm -hmm. but there's, there are people that are encourage, 
encouraging us with no hold on, you know, things that have been written about why did bad things happen and, and from a God's perspective and encourage you. Uh, I'm grateful for the community I have. You know, you always, I always love it where you introduce me as your good friend. And we are good friends. And mm -hmm. there have been times where we have helped each other get through dark times where we're doubting, where something happened we didn't understand. And, and just helping us zoom out to the big picture because the little picture is painful. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't look like there's going to be anything that changes. But no, remember what he says here. He says, uh, he says, uh, God, he says, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. In other words, hang in there. God's going to do this big thing. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're called on to build each other up. A community of believers is a community that that when somebody's struggling, they snatch them out of the fire. They, they show mercy. Allow them to talk through the struggles mm -hmm. where you don't have to go, I've got it all together and I'm never doubting. No, I walk in here limping and no, I am struggling and it's okay to talk about that. And we're going to build each other up and not, accuse, not say things like, well, if you really believed, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have any doubts. Mm -hmm. Really? Because that's not what I see in the mm -hmm. New Testament. And that's not what I see the scriptures telling us about what it means to walk in the faith. As far as the, as far as the process of doubting, uh, it almost sounds like Jude is saying, uh, by the word or the way he put it, is you know there's mockers and scoffers, and then there's things for our appetite. So essentially, um, anything that distracts us is the, is the first thing, and then after we're distracted, that that is when we doubt. And I feel like there are so many things, uh, even since our church has started, uh, there's so many things that uh, can distract us. Our, our phones, the amount of information that we get constantly, and the amount of information that's out there is, uh, uh, it's even, it's contending, it's contending for an audience uh, from itself. So they have to constantly make news stories, not news stories. News everything's big, an alert. Everything's an alert. Everything is breaking news. Uh, we stayed at at, at a, uh, a DefCon one all the time, yeah. and uh, and they want our attention and they want uh, our eyeballs on our phones or whatever we're looking at, twenty four seven to whatever they're saying. But it's if everybody's doing it, you're constantly looking around, and it sounds like that's a uh, that's just one more reason. This passage is just fascinating to me. Because it literally could have been written last month yeah. as a warning to Christians. Uh, so do you think distraction comes before doubt? Well, I think we just live in a broken world and the enemy works super hard. Uh, he doesn't even care if we are angry about some of the right things as long as we don't do the right thing with it. And mm. we, we take it out of... Uh, you know, kind of out of its context and get focused on. I was thinking about this as we were going through this. As a parent, grandparent, um, I'm my job is to build up my children in the faith, right? To to encourage them in the faith, not just to know the truth, but wrestle through their doubts so their faith becomes their own. Um, as a parent, there's a lot of parents who you know they'll come home and they'll watch whatever news channel and they they did their hard work for the day. They want to relax. Yeah, it's checkout time. Yeah, it's checkout time. And there's a lot of these news programs even that will tell you about what terrible things are happening in the world, right? And then 
what they do is they go, they can, they can get kind of um, locked up, like it's just so big I can't do anything, mm -hmm. right? Uh, get frozen from all the stuff, and so they just, they get discouraged, or, or they just, they want to numb it, and they don't actually build up their children of the faith. Or they, they get upset, and then they go politically try to do this, or they, they go attack this out there, and they, and, and they, they, they can even get focused on how do we create a culture where these things aren't happening for our kids, mm -hmm. right? I mean, let's, let's uh, destroy those who are, have the library and they put bad books in there. And, or let's uh, go down to the public school system and make sure they don't have bad books down there. Mm -hmm. now, again, I think we should, don't, don't hear me wrong, I don't think we should, do, uh, should just step back and let them infiltrate the whole culture with whatever they want. But the right. problem is that oftentimes they're, they're, they're attacking the culture to try to create a safe space for their children. Mm -hmm. And they're not actually raising their children up to handle whatever kind of space there is. Mm -hmm. In other words, rather than training their children, discussing with their children, being aware of what their children, the conversations their children are having that day, where there's relationship, where they, they actually really focus on that. What are you hearing? And they, they, you know, building relationships so that those moments where kids share their thoughts are actually happening. They're, so, they're too busy in the world reacting to all the big stuff and they're missing the building up mm -hmm. of the faith from the bottom up. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I think we should do both. We should try to have a culture where it's safe as we can make it, mm -hmm. but, but we understand that the devil can infiltrate anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I lived at a time where there was no porn on, you know, websites. There was none of well, that. There was no websites. Right? There was no websites. Yeah. There was nothing. And there was no culture that was actually promoting all that. Mm -hmm. But there was a kid in the third grade who brought a, a picture to school mm -hmm. that his dad had hid under his bed from a Playboy, right? Mm -hmm. And the devil will find a way to, to sneak in in one way or another. And, you know, what does it look like to go... As much as I want to try to protect and create a perfect world, the devil, this isn't a perfect world. We don't live in heaven. There's a war going on. And how do I raise up my children and know them well enough and build relationship with them that I'm constantly addressing these things? Mm -hmm. And I'm putting them in places where these questions, these doubts are okay, and we're going to discuss it. Instead of I'm so busy out there in the world trying to make money or so busy fighting those big battles in the culture that I'm not actually doing the part I can do. Like, you know, children's workers in our church, you know, youth workers. Mm -hmm. These are times where we could take our, our time and invest in a culture of raising these children up in a safe environment to, to deal with and help them get ready for what they're going to deal with mm -hmm. in relationship. Mm -hmm. Or we can be too busy and... Uh, um, to, to actually be a grandparent or a parent or a youth uh, worker or a whatever uh, and and not do our job because of the big stuff that we're not doing the little stuff. I guess was what I'm saying. Yeah, so to me it sounds like, uh, no, I understand, you know, uh, alarmism and pacifism, the, the, the far right and the far left. I'm not going to do anything, or I need to go. I'm. I, I need to be Don Quixote and charge every windmill. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, keeping it fresh for the kids with yeah, my yeah, references. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it really it kind of boils down to, isn't it, Jim? What what I, what I'm actually or what God puts me in responsibility for? What I don't want to say control because that's too harsh, but it's um, the relationships, the networks that I actually are in uh, relationship with are the is my is my focus. I can't somebody that I don't know at the news and me being upset about that, I can't really do anything about uh, about that anyways. And so uh, it's what is, what am I responsible for in keeping my eyes on the prize and not getting distracted, which is what he's saying, yeah. and and investing in those people. Yeah, I, I guess I would say. It's a both and. Um, I'm for Christians in politics mm -hmm. um, and trying to protect the culture. But understand what you're dealing with. This, no matter what you do, it isn't going to be heaven here mm -hmm. because we have the devil. Um, we've been polluting our schools, our our media, our all for years and years and years. It's like. Um, they they have already been embedded in the school systems. There's there's the the socialists and the transgender ideology and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And and should we do our best to combat that? Yes. But a lot of people are missing the invitation that God has given them, one day at a time, one step at a time, mm -hmm. in the lives of those around them, keeping their eye on the ball, so that. We've given our kids, our people, the best chance to defend themselves spiritually against those things. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, you, I know plenty of parents that have done that really well, and their kids have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. I have the same issues. There's that nasty little thing called free will. Mm -hmm. And if you want to find the enemy, you go play it on the street corners, he's right there in media, mm -hmm. if you look at uh, Proverbs chapter 7. Mm -hmm. um, but have we done our part with what we've been commanded to do and what we're responsible for? Versus we're fighting fights that, that should be add-ons. Mm -hmm. You know, I always, it's like this. If you, if you have time to be God's man and manage your household as, mm -hmm. a, as a husband, and you have some flexibility, then you add things to your life that are maybe bigger in the community. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a, a, a shepherd, a pastor, a church. The first responsibility is to take care of your household. If you're in that place where you're doing the best you can mm -hmm. at that and you're doing what God's asked you to do and you have the ability to be an elder or a pastor in a church, you add that on. It doesn't mm -hmm. replace what you're supposed to do. There's a lot of pastors who are busy at the church level but not doing what they're supposed to do in their home because they're mm -hmm. so busy trying to save everybody else. They're not actually involved in their own family's life, and that's mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. God didn't ask you to uh, leave your family for the sake of the, the family of God. He does ask people who have, who have uh, in that season, and, and they've done the best they can in that, and they're doing God's will in that, to, to be involved in the bigger things. In the same way, uh, we are called first and foremost to, to invest in, be in relationship with, spiritually teach, and live out our faith in front of our family. Mm -hmm. And then we can go and say, hey, you know, let's let's try to invest in the community and to create safe spaces mm -hmm. out there. It's both and. Right. I can vote, but whether I should go down and fight that fight down there about school prayer, if I'm not praying at home, if, if I've got stuff in my own home on mm -hmm. the Internet that is ungodly, and yet I'm going to go fight at the library about a book that's down there, mm -hmm. it's hypocrisy. Right. 
let's just make sure that we're doing what we're told to do first and foremost, and then we can add some of these other things. Uh, and, and again, there's, we were talking, you said this, you mentioned alarmists. Mm -hmm. You've got the pacifists who are like, ah, oh, it is what it is, c'est la vie. Then you got the alarmists who are so busy, you know, fight that over there, and there's an enemy over there. Yeah. And, 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 and they want to do it like broad scope, flash it over the internet, mm -hmm. uh, and say something out there, but they won't actually go down and, and help in the children's group with the kid. Right. Right. Where you can really invest, right? An actual add-on that you could do if your foundation is already in place with your with your own family, right? Uh, as an individual, that really answers the question. I I, I appreciate that. Uh, as an individual, because that's really you know that's what Jude's talking about, is make sure you yourself is uh, what kind of guardrails do you put up for yourself to catch yourself. Uh, so you don't get distracted and don't end up at the library trying to burn a book, or uh, or you've just uh, you've you, you've made a bunker. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. If there, there's some books down there that if I I think shouldn't be in there, and I should say something about that, right? But I want to do it in a godly way, right? And and uh, but not at the expense of the family. So I mean, it's not an either or. It's nuances here, right? But what are the guardrails? I would say. You have to be in the Word of God. If you're in the Word of God, you, you're and you're growing in that, and you're with other believers who are are encouraging each other. One of the things we encourage each other to do mm -hmm. is to um, stay focused on the right thing. Wisdom is God's uh, perspective. Uh, intelligence used correctly with the spiritual sort of understanding, the bigger picture involved. Mm -hmm. So. It, it's um, you know it, it, it's having people in my life that that when I'm being honest they listen and they allow me but they also share the truth with me you know like I'm I'm upset about my wife let's say and mm -hmm. you know you and others have said you know sure Jim you know I hear what you're upset about and I love you that's hard I've been there too but I haven't heard your part of this. Right, I've heard your wife's part of it, what you think should happen, and mm -hmm. but I haven't heard your part of this. What's your part? What does God say to you? Um, it's when somebody's really angry and upset, right, mm -hmm. uh, because they've gotten they 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 plugged into the online anger current, right? Yeah, they're all lit up. Um, what what would God have us do with this? What's the right fight the right way? What is the, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience, not anger, malice, frustration, and hatred. So, yes, there's evil, but God says our enemy is not flesh and blood, but the spiritual forces. Mm -hmm. It's helping. Uh, so oftentimes when I'm so in it, I can't see it. It see it. It's somebody else who's not in it the same way I am that is able to bring the Holy Spirit's version of truth into it. So it's the Word. It's God's people. It's the Holy Spirit. The rumble strips, I, I, I always use that analogy yeah. in my mind, you it's know, good. you're driving down the road, I've got the rumble strips, so that when I get a little distracted, I hear a zit, 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 it's loud and annoying, and you have been loud and annoying at times. Oh, uh, I have also been in the car when I heard those when you're driving. Yeah, yeah, and and so those things, hey, hey, wait, wait a minute, hold on, what's God's word say about this? What, what, how does God feel about this? Um, you know, I... I had politically, you know, I've had people go, hey, let me ask you a question. Um, how does God feel about that that person, whoever it is? Mm -hmm. 
Does he hate him? Does he think he's wrong and love him but want to save him? How does God feel about that? Because it sure seems like you hate him. Oh, you know, is that encouraging words? I mean, is that godly way to talk? I mean, the Holy Spirit, if you're, if you're really spending time with him and building yourself up in your most holy faith, and, and that's a priority, abiding, feeding on Christ, mm-hmm. pressing into him, you bear fruit. Wisdom is one of those things. What's the right thing to do here? And I, I just, I really, um, I really think we have to have a nuanced approach here, but our first priority as parents, as the church, is in the household of God. Mm-hmm. It's not to rage against the machine out there in the unsaved world. It's to raise up people in the family of God who are mature and be that family, that light uh, in the world. That, that yes, says this is truth, but says this is grace. It's grace and truth. That's who Jesus was, right? And if we're not doing that in the body of Christ, and we're always outside attacking versus with the mission of Jesus to go out to broken people and say, I'll meet you where you are, but I want to bring you here with me. I don't hate you. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't hate you. He isn't for your sin. Go and sin no more, but he meets you where you are and says, mm-hmm. let's come in here. If we're not having the right attitude out there, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing in our own homes and our own churches, then we're missing it. We're jumping steps. Mm-hmm. We're jumping the the closest to us. You, I, I remember this. Okay. You said this one time, and I actually wrote about it in the book, and, and I'm going to give you credit for this because it was oh, really good. Now, now I get credit for it. Now, yeah, yeah. You did in the book, too. I, I, oh. I did. But you used that sprinkler uh, analogy. Do you remember that? You were yes, talking about. I stole it also. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, you were talking about uh, in the yard, have you ever seen a sprinkler where the water, where right next to the sprinkler, it's dead grass? And sometimes it's from overwatering. Right. But, but in, the, in this case, you are like the water shoots over the grass closest to it and, uh, and and shoots out there. That's what we do oftentimes. We shoot the water out there at all those people who actually don't want it, and right. we're not giving it uh, to the people who need it and we're responsible for. Right. And so that's that's really what we're saying. You know, we were talking about that. Uh, you, you brought this up about that story I tell about angels and demons. Yeah. And... Uh, that was a game we played with kids where we blindfolded the kids and we took the sponsors at a camp mm-hmm. and some of them were demons and some of them were angels. And, right. and so the kids had a certain amount of time and we they had to come with one of us, right? Mm-hmm. They had to make a decision. They had to make a decision. And our job, uh, they didn't know which we were, an angel or a demon, but their, jo- uh, their, their job was to ask us questions to decide where to go, mm-hmm. right? And um, so they made me a demon. Imagine that. Typecasting, yes, I get it. <laughs> and, uh, and so here's what was going on. You had the angels and the demons, mm-hmm. and they were out there. Uh, they got, you know, wherever the heaven, heaven was and, and wherever the hell was, the angels were like near the hell saying, don't go in. And the demons were near the heaven saying, don't go in, mm-hmm. right? And I would just take the kids and say, come on over here with me, and I would take them to a different spot mm-hmm. where where the angels and the demons weren't actually, it was a different spot, tell them they were in heaven, and just say, wait here until the game's over, you're actually in heaven. Right. Well, at the end of the game, there was a bunch of kids who didn't make a decision, they didn't know what to do, they didn't know right. what to ask, so they just didn't make, didn't make a decision. Right. So the point of the game was, if you didn't make a decision, that's a decision, you're yeah. in hell. Yeah. Right? 
those who are in hell, they're in hell, those who are in heaven, they're in heaven. And then they'd always come over to this, what, what, there's this group over here that I had kind of pulled up over here. And so at the end of the game, you take off your blindfold and they go, we're in heaven. I go, no, we're in hell. No, but yes. I just got you to go to a different place mm -hmm. uh, that was neither one in their mind, or well, they thought they were in heaven. And so often we we get distracted and either don't make a decision because mm -hmm. we don't know what to do, when the Bible's really clear about what to do, or we just get focused on something else mm -hmm. that seems right, seems good, seems cool. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, years ago, I had a guy who was coming to our church, and he was, uh, his kids were going to, not our youth group, but mm -hmm. to a different youth group. And it was a supposedly a Christian church, but the person leading it, the, the church had actually hired a Mormon to lead the youth group. Okay. And, and, um... So his kids were at youth group, and I go, well, what do they do at youth group? Well, they play all kinds of games. I mean, it's really fun, right? They don't really talk much about God, but it's just mm -hmm. like a, it's almost like a youth center. And I, I said, so your kids, they love that. Oh, yeah, it's fun. All their friends come. It's all fun. And it's mm -hmm. a youth group. And I go, so what you're saying is it's called youth group. It's in a church building, but they're actually not talking about God. Mm-hmm. And their kids really like it. And it's not bad, mm -hmm. but they're not really talking about Jesus right. and it's opportunity costs. They're over there, so they can't be over here. And I said, wow, the devil has really done a good job on uh, this whole situation. So what the, you know, on the pacifist side, on the alarmist side, everything's a fight, right? On the pacifist side, um, you know, come on, they're, they're doing something good. They're doing, they're involved in something good. They're busy and all this stuff. And I mean, it, I mean, it's out of church and all that, but and so why get all hung up on it? So you got people who are hung up on everything and then you got other people that are not hung up on anything. Right. And that whole experience was, was like, hey, the enemy loves to take you off on a side shoot. Doesn't seem all that bad, but it's not the best of things. Well, the thing, and, and you know, you talk about those kids uh, that you, that when you were playing angels and demons and you were trying to get them away, uh, those kids were, were probably with you and they could hear the fighting going on and they're like, this, this is peace. I feel a lot better because, because yeah. uh, I'm, it, this, there is no struggle. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not even in the fight now. And so this has got to be, a, this has got to be a good place. But that is that is such a lie because the reality is it it, it is a fight, and uh, so so ignoring it and not getting involved and not having tough conversations with with people in your relationship it does not work long term and that's exactly what it, uh, what Jude is talking about. So uh, appreciate this discussion and I appreciate your warnings. I appreciate Jude's warnings and thank you for watching.